Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionize your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Dr. Richard Wiseman, who's a psychology professor at the University of Hertfordshire in the UK, carried out an experiment with two groups of people, one who were more optimistic in nature and the second who were more pessimistic. He gave them both a newspaper and asked them to count the number of images. On average, the more pessimistic people took about two minutes to count the photographs, but the optimistic people took seconds. Why do you think that might be? Because actually, at the top of the second page of the newspaper, a half page message in a font that was over two inches tall read, stop counting. There are 43 photographs in this newspaper. The message was really staring everybody in the face. But the pessimistic people who were too busy head down looking for the photographs missed it. Optimistic people found it. And then just for fun, Wiseman also placed a second large message about halfway through the newspaper announcing, stop counting, tell the experimenter you've seen this and win $250. Even then, the more pessimistic people missed the opportunity because they were just still too busy head down looking for photographs. The thing is that pessimistic people are typically more anxious than optimists. They're more impacted by their survival psychology and their survival instinct. This podcast episode is going to be taking a look at the importance of optimism. I believe it is a superpower in 2023. What we have to appreciate as well is that we are very much wired to be pessimistic. There is a hard wiring for pessimism. With our survival psychology and our survival instinct being such a strong factor in the way that we process life and things around us, we are continually monitoring the horizon for potential problems, for threats, for dangers, for things that can go wrong. And I believe this leads us to be more pessimistic. We have a pessimistic worry, more pessimistic in nature in many respects. And we can turn that inwards also as well. We start to look for vulnerability within ourselves, flaws, weaknesses. It's been shown by Martin Seligman, a really famous psychologist and, and the initiator of the positive psychology movement in America, that we have tendencies to think pessimistically in four ways. So if we encounter problems or difficulties, first of all, we don't localise it. We believe that the problem will actually impact on other aspects of our work and our life. So we don't actually localise and compartmentalise a problem, but it starts to have a broader impact. The second way that pessimism can take hold is that we don't believe that the problem will actually clear in, in a short space of time. We believe that the problem will persist over the long term. The third aspect of pessimistic thinking is we take too much blame on ourselves. We don't consider the factors that could be impacted or could have impacted on the situation that were really outside of our control. And then most importantly, the fourth factor of pessimistic thinking is that we actually don't believe that we'll have the power to do anything about it. So with this wiring for pessimism that is part, a definite part of our psyche, it's important that we look to counter this. And also there are a number of incredible reasons why would we would want to be more optimistic in nature. And I'm just going to share a few of these. First of all, it's been found that we will potentially live longer. 15% in one study of a 1,000 people. We can recover from surgery more successfully from a research done by Harvard Health. 
we may be able to avoid the cold virus. And obviously, with the COVID virus that's around, that could well be the case as well. But researchers found that in relation to the cold virus. We are more likely to get promoted, 40% more, according to a fairly recent HBR report study. And also, we'll be more engaged at work, six times more from that same study. And that's just some examples of where optimism has been found to be a superpower and can have such an amazing impact. And also, it may well be that you will find that message on the second page and realise there were 43 images in a newspaper or pick up the $250 when you read further in the newspaper. There's also been a meta-analysis done of 200 happiness studies across 275,000 people. And what's found from that, actually, is that we've had the equation the wrong way around for a long time. We believe that we need a level of success to be happy. But if we flip it around and focus more on being happy, being positive, being optimistic, this is actually the fuel for our success. And this has been found in relation to work, health, social life, creativity and energy. So I believe at the start of 2023 in particular, it's really important that we focus on optimism as a superpower. And we're going to be looking at the topic in detail, but also I'm going to share right at the end of this episode, five ways you can make yourself more optimistic. On the negative side, as I said, there is a strong part of our wiring, our neurology, that looks for patterns and problems, and it can make us more pessimistic in nature, that we are ongoing, always facing an internal battle between our potential self and our destructive self. The potential self is the part of our psyche that can unleash our amazing potential. We're all capable of amazing things. And it's unlikely that for the majority of us, we will any come anything like fulfilling our true potential. On the other side of our psyche, we have the destructive self. And this is the part of our psyche that will bring us down. It's our negative thinking and our more emotionally driven reactions to things. The problem is that our destructive self will lead us to a place where often we don't feel good enough, whether that's in relation to work or personal life. And that that type of thinking can bring out aspects like imposter syndrome, which has actually been around since the 70s as a concept, but it's become really, really popular as a concept the last few years. It can lead to perfectionism, that constant need to prove ourselves and validate ourselves to people pleasing. It can lead to us continually needing to fulfill our ego. So we face this internal battle. But there are reasons for us to be really excited about developments that have taken place over the last 20, 30, 40 years in terms of what we can actually do to shift our mindset our level of positivity and our optimism. In 1998, as I touched on early on in the episode, in 1998, Martin Seligman took over the Psychology Association in America. He believed that psychology was way too fixated on fixing psychological problems. It was around 18 to 1, the amount of studies that were done into problems with our psychology rather than ways to enhance our psychology. And in 1998, he said it was time for psychology to flip that around. And since then, the positive psychology movement, which I'm proud to be a part of, has moved forwards with some amazing research and some of those examples that I quoted earlier around optimism as well, part of that research. So there's been a shift in focus in psychology for more about problem fixing to enhancing our psychology and approach to life and flourishing as individuals and as human beings. 
Developments in neuroscience have been amazing, particularly over the last 30 to 40 years. Before that time, it was believed that up to a very young age, around about seven years old, our neurology was pretty much fixed. Now, through various research and, ex and experiments, it's been found that amazingly enough, our neurology, our brain, the wiring of our brain and actually our brain cells can change right into old age. And it's based a lot on how we actually exercise our brain. Just to give you an example of this, I think this is a really great piece of research. Professor Eleanor Maguire in the early 2000s, she looked into the brains of London taxi drivers. Now, the thing is, there are 25,000 streets across London, and it's a really complex maze of junctions and roads that's developed through the years. It's not an easy symmetrical route, as you would find in a city like New York and American cities and others, many other cities across the world. And what happened was they actually looked at the brains of black cab taxi drivers via brain scanners. And what they found was that the back part of the hippocampus was substantially larger when compared to the average person. And this is the part of the brain that relates more to and exercise more when it comes to spatial navigation. They also carried out further research into trainee taxi drivers, so not just the qualified ones, and found that those drivers who showed the greatest alteration in their hippocampus over a period of time were most likely to succeed in passing the test that's called the knowledge. Some amazing research from neuroscience. And this really touches on the concept of neuroplasticity, that our neurology is actually plastic and we can develop and improve it over time. So really exciting developments and something for us all to feel excited about as individuals. I also love the work of Carol Dweck, who's a psychologist who came up with the concept of growth and fixed mindset. Now, fixed mindset is if you approach life from more of a view that when mistakes are made, it's really difficult to own up to them and you want to become defensive and you don't want to take the learnings. If you hit challenges in the road ahead, then you're more likely to give up. If you get feedback that is more critical in nature, you will get really defensive and not welcome it as an opportunity to take the feedback. And that is all about really tying into being a more pessimistic outlook. If we flip it over the other side and we focus more on adopting more of a growth mindset, then it means that when mistakes are made, we see them as opportunities to learn and make sure that we don't do the same thing again. And we help other people do that as well. When we hit challenges, and this is a really critical part of optimism, because I think that optimism can get a bad name in that it's all about thinking positively. But often optimism is about the way that you view challenges ahead and a belief that you will get through challenges. And this is very much a part of the growth mindset that I'm talking about here with Carol Dweck. And then also when we get feedback, we welcome it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Because here's the thing from neuroplasticity. In particular, we know scientifically that we are capable of evolving and changing over time. And so, again, a much more optimistic view of the human being to focus more on developing our growth mindset rather than fixed mind. And here's the thing. None of us are perfect. And so it's about recognizing when you've gone into more fixed mindset ways of thinking and pushing yourself over into a growth mindset. We can be more optimistic. I want you to take that lesson away from all of that research in positive psychology and neuroscience, neuroplasticity and the growth and fixed mindset. We have the ability to change the way we think and the way we view our world. And we have the ability to be more optimistic.
Some of the really great research into the way we see things as well has been conducted over time. And I wanted to share three of these, which I think are great. The first one I'm going to talk about is actually in relation to what we've just been referring to in terms of neuroplasticity and changing patterns in which we see the world. Now, there was some research done with a group of American students. And what happened was they got them to play the game Tetris over three days. So intensively over a three day period. And if you don't know the game Tetris, it's basically a computer game where you have square blocks dropping down and you attempt to move them left to right so that you can fit them into slots and continue to build a pattern as the black, uh, the blocks continue to come down. Now, what they found with the group of students was when they'd done this with them for three days, they asked them to report back what their experiences were when they went back out into life. And they were coming back with things like they were looking at the landscape and looking at buildings and thinking that building there should move to the right and slot into a gap that I can see further along on the right. They were going to supermarkets and they would look at uh, boxes of cereal stacks on the shelves and they'd start to think that box there needs to move over to the left because there's a gap there and it needs to slot into there. Now, okay, an amusing shift in the way that they were viewing the world. But the important thing here is three days intensive playing the game Tetris had actually shifted the patterns with which they were looking at their world. Now, if that can be done just in a simple game like Tetris, what else can be done in terms of shifting our patterning and the way that we approach life when we see life? And I'm going to return to that a little later on. Second piece of research that I think is amazing as well. They looked at some hotel cleaners and what they did was they split the hotel cleaners into two groups. Half were told that when they were hoovering, doing their work, that it was actually a form of exercise and they would burn calories and it was pretty much like cardio exercise. So they were reinforcing in their mind a view that their, their cleaning work was actually exercise that would burn calories and it was like cardio exercise the other group of people they didn't tell anything they let them carry on doing their work as per normal now what was found when they looked after the event was that the group that had been told that they needed to see their cleaning work as exercise and calorie burning actually lost weight and amazingly enough there was a reduction in cholesterol with them in comparison with the control group So an amazing piece of research. And the third piece of research I want to share with you is about GPs and how well they diagnose problems. And this might be useful for you if you're going to visit a GP. So what they found was that they got GPs and they put them into a positive mood before they were doing diagnosis. And what was found, amazingly enough, that they were three times more creative in coming up with solutions and diagnosis to people's conditions. And they reached an accurate diagnosis 19% faster. Now, amazingly enough, the way that they put GPs in a good mood was not even giving them sweets, but promising them sweets. So just the promise of sweets. And I I think if I remember correctly about this research, it was actually Mars bars, put the GP in a more uplifted state of mind and improve the effectiveness of their diagnosis. So there you go. If you get nothing more from this podcast episode, the next time you go and see your doctor, take a Mars bar or some sweets with you um, to, and say you'll give them those when they've actually given you your, the diagnosis to your problem. 
through three amazing pieces of research. And I think the thing is here, what we're covering broad respect in terms of optimism is there's a great quote from Alfred Kozabinski, uh, which is the map is not the territory. Now, what this means really is that we're all creating maps of the territory in front of us. We're all uh, actually building our own perspectives of ourselves, of the people around us, of the world around us. And the thing is, those perspectives can be shifted. And I wanted to show you a personal story um, about a trip to Paris in 2015 when I went with my wife at the turn of New Year. Now, on New Year's Eve, we went partly up the Eiffel Tower where there's a cafe and we sat and had a coffee. And I said to my wife, Rebecca, I said, um, what do you think about the year then? How, how do you feel the year's been? And she spoke about 2015 and she said, she went through a few things and she said, it's not been the greatest year, has it really? And interestingly enough, I said, well, that's that, that's a, an interesting perspective you have. I, I, actually, I believe 2015 has been the best year of my life. And I shared with her a number of things. Now, obviously, we'd had a, a different year. It was our own individual years and there were things we'd done collectively. But I shared with her in particular things that had happened for us both together. And what she said, and this may not surprise you when we talked it through, she said, Wow, it was a much better year than I believed it was. And I also think this helped with her perspective in terms of the way she went into 2016 as well. So the map is not the territory. We are able to shift our perspectives on things and look at things differently and have a more optimistic view. And having a more optimistic view, as we've been seeing all the way through this episode, can shift our behaviour and the way that we do things and the results that we get. Now, as I promised at the beginning of the episode, I wanted to share with you five ways in which I believe you can improve your optimism during 2023 and beyond. First of all, we are very much creatures of habits. And I've talked about this before on other podcast episodes. Now, I've got a concept for this, which is that our habits are based around um, shocks, which are habits that can take us down. Life boys, which are the habits that keep us, can keep us afloat. Clouds, which is our thinking habits, which can cloud our judgment and the way we see, see things. And sun rays, which is more positive and optimistic ways of seeing things. Now, I think it's important to continue to look at your habits. I'm going to give you just a couple of examples here. At the start of the year, and I do this uh, periodically, I took a complete break from the news and actually certain forms of social media as well, like Facebook and Instagram. I'm always on LinkedIn, so I won't <laughs> stop doing that. But I took a break from the news and I believe already we're getting on to into the fourth week of 2023. I believe it's already helping me in terms of my outlook and the way that I'm seeing things happening. And I believe on the converse side of this, if you were to watch the news um, four times a day, every day, I think it would push you into a much more pessimistic outlook on life. So be mindful of those sharks that can take you down. I think another life boy for myself has been uh, the fact that I've been doing daily exercise apart from one day off a week. For again, uh, I'm in my fourth week of that since the start of the year, which I think is not only good physically, but is really good psychologically. And with the clouds and sunrise, it's about 
be mindful of some of those ways that you can cloud your thinking. And I've talked about four ways, for example, in which your thinking can become more pessimistic and then consciously shifting to um, have more sunray thinking and brighter thinking. And this leads me on to my second method. So the first method is look at your habits. The second method to improve your optimism is to be much more consciously aware. So as I was saying then, notice when you've gone into one of those four traps of pessimistic thinking and look to shift your perspective. Notice when you've gone into more fixed mindset, fixed mindset thinking, whether that be around mistakes or challenges or feedback. And again, look to shift yourself more to a growth mindset in a broader sense. And this is a really important point, And it's a point that had a massive impact on myself in 2013 when I'd actually been previously diagnosed with a bout of depression at the start of the year that you have much more power over your thinking. You can observe your own thinking, which immediately reduces the power of it because you can rise above your own thinking. We know we can do this. You can moment to moment, you can say, hang on, what am I thinking here? How am I thinking? And know that you have a much greater power to choose how you want to think as well. So that's the second method to improve your optimism. Be much more consciously aware and choose your thinking. The third method is to notice when you are at the effect side of the cause and effect equation. So what this will lead to is a feeling of being feeling disempowered that you can't change the situation. Now, what I say to myself and I say to the clients that I work with, there is always, even if it's a small step, a step that you can take to start to move to the cause side of the equation rather than the effect. It's moving yourself into a place where you can influence matters. You may not be able to change the huge things that are going on in the world at the moment. And it's been unprecedented, the challenges that we experienced during 2022 and into 2023. But you can start to localise and think about what you can do to change your own personal circumstances. So the third method to improve your optimism is when you find yourself disempowered, in the, at the effect side of the cause and effect equation, look for one step you can take to start to bring your power back and move to the cause size side of the equation. The fourth method to improve your optimism is, is to recognise your achievements. And this actually goes back. I said I'd refer to it later on. This goes back to a degree to what we were talking about with London taxi drivers and the Tetris effect and changing the way that we view the world. I believe that we spend way too much time focusing on problems, things that haven't been done, things that have gone wrong, rather than focusing on the progress we're making, the achievements. I always start my coaching sessions talking about wins and positives since our last coaching session. And one of the things that I've done for 10 years now is at the end of the day, I note down at least five good things about the day. I genuinely believe it's made me a more optimistic and positive person over the last 10 years. So even if you're having a crappy day, capture something that's good about where your life is at the moment. The fact you're, you're in good health or your children are in good health or you're happily married or whatever it might be. But go away and do that for three to four weeks and see how you feel at the end of it. I did that as a test in the beginning of 2013 and it started as a habit that has been a really good habit in terms of changing the way that I view the world. And another bigger task you could do 
is to create what I call your strengths and success script. I've done this with a number of clients, particularly to counter the imposter syndrome that you believe you might have. And we we're talking about earlier. So look back through time and capture all the great things that you've achieved in your personal life, at school, in career, in education and keep adding to it. It's a really good way to help you have a more optimistic and positive view of self. So the final method we've looked at changing habits about being more consciously aware, about moving to the core side of the cause and effect equation and about recognizing achievements in a number of ways. The final one is to be your best coach. Now, right at the beginning, I was talking about the fact that we will always face an ongoing battle between our potential self and destructive self. We have over 6,000 thoughts a day. The majority of them are said to be more negative and doubtful in nature. And I believe that's got a lot to do with our survival instinct and our survival psychology, which is a really strong drive. And you'll have heard me talk about that before, no doubt. But you need to be your best coach. You need to coach yourself like you would a friend or a close colleague or a family member. So when you're hitting challenges or problems, when you're just having internal challenges in the way that you're seeing the world, lift above that and be your best coach. Be mindful of the language that you use. Be mindful of the way that you speak to yourself. Have much more productive and effective conversations with yourself. Help yourself immediately shift out of a pessimistic view and start to be more optimistic and shift to a more optimistic and positive perspective. So be your best coach. I'm going to round up now. I hope you found this um, a really uh, useful way of looking, first of all, at why we might be wired more for pessimistic thinking, but the importance of being more optimistic, the things that it can do for us. And as I mentioned right at the beginning of the episode, And also take away a very optimistic view of the human being that we aren't fixed. We have the ability to not only change our physical form, but to change our brains. Look after your brain as well. Your brain is an organ and like the rest of your body, it needs good hydration. It needs sleep. It needs diet. It needs exercise. It needs all of those things. If you're finding this useful throughout January, I am on LinkedIn talking about optimism. So if you want to follow the hashtag optimism23tb, or if you want to go back to that, you'll see a whole host of posts and videos that I've been doing throughout uh, the first month of 2023. As I said right at the beginning, I believe optimism is a superpower, and I think it's never been more important for us as human beings to be optimistic. If you feel that you would like some personal help, always feel free to DM me on LinkedIn, drop me a line on LinkedIn or send me an email, uh, Tony at the TonyBrooks.com. And I'll be more than happy to give you any advice or feedback or support in terms of challenges you might be facing at the beginning of 2023 and beyond. So take away from this optimism is an important superpower. It will impact your outcomes and your results and the way you view your world. And never has it been more important for you to focus on improving your optimism and be more optimistic than now. I'll see you next time for another episode of Leadership Mindset.
you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.